Hey there, Humboldt Last Week is a hopefully enjoyable new way to catch up on some local news. My name is Miles Cochran. I worked as a radio host here for a number of years, left that for another gig. I do this for fun in my free time because I love Humboldt. Please tell a friend about the podcast. You can listen and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. And then Humboldt Last Week on Facebook is a place for updates, local goodness, and giveaways. Heads up, I try to call it like I see it, so sometimes Humboldt Last Week has explicit content. And before we begin, a major thank you to my program partner this week, Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville. Northern Californian band The Carmonauts have been recording there. Like a cover from the rain And the chilling ice of winter that comes around She can They're a catchy indie rock band with a huge following. Check them out, The Carmonauts, and look into where they've been recording at bongoboystudio.com. Let's get started. Someone was arrested after cops heard reports of car prowling in Myrtle Town. Car prowling sounds like an activity that requires like a net in a fishing pole or ninja outfit. Like, shh, you don't want to scare the Honda Civic away. They're really skittish. Uh, cops arrested one guy. A couple other suspects got away. Car prowlers. When I peruse Craigslist, I'm a car prowler. I mean, I may pay for the car, but I'm still prowling for the car, right? Do you hear about these two women arrested with brass knuckles and shit? Like, yeah, they got pulled over in Trinidad or something with pretty much a about to participate in a legal action starter pack. Pistols, one with a removed serial number, brass knuckles, a weighted metal baton. Oh, come on, officers. I'm sure they were just off to do security at a charity event. <laughs> this looks like inauguration day for Petty Crime 101. Like, collect your syllabus, girls. Uh, one was on parole. Both were arrested. Little smarties. Oh, did you see this? Miranda's rescue saved a bunch of kittens tossed from a moving truck near Fortuna. Animal rescuer Shannon Miranda told Loco, a friend of theirs, saw some dude toss these three-week-old kittens in a grocery bag from a gray truck heading down Palmer near Fortuna. Why you do that? Miranda said, in a few weeks, people can reserve to adopt these four little ones, all famous kitties. Oh, how about old lady Ingalls, the almost 80-year-old woman accused of dealing meth out of her Fortuna retirement home? Uh, she was reportedly in court with streaked hot pink hair, pink glasses, wearing bright colors with pinks and purples. Prosecutors say she's been peddling meth since the 80s. According to Loco, her preliminary hearing is coming up June 4th. That is if we can pry her away from her marathon of I Love Lucy. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that is allegedly a bad mammogramma. Oh, this is kind of fun. Ferndale raised celebrity chef Guy Fieri has been working on these movie theaters where you can order and eat restaurant food. According to Arabian Business, he teamed up with some companies to get this going in Dubai, in the Middle East. He said, quote, we're bringing the best of my American restaurants to real cinemas, best in class theaters. The concepts that we're building are truly a first of their kind venture for both of us. I know how to give guests a real deal food experience, and I know that real cinemas has the expertise to apply it to the theater space. So it's a great partnership. Welcome to theater town. <laughs> um... The building that burned down along Main Street in Fortuna back in 2015 has a new building on the lot. It's back in action. A big celebration is coming up. 
celebrating the construction and businesses within, including Green's Pharmacy. It's going to be happening next month, May 11th, according to the time standard. Could be a fun party. Well, the trial for Marcy Kitchen is still expected to start May 29th. That's the Fortuna woman accused of drunkenly in her Jeep running over and killing two teenage girls, including her own daughter. In preliminary hearings, Marcy's own son testified that she asked him to crash her Jeep into a basketball hoop to make it seem like that was the cause of front-end damage. And again, according to Loco, it looks like her trial's all set to begin May 29th. Three people, including a father and son, are accused of murdering a 14-year-old a few years ago. All three of these suspects are allegedly gang members. It's said the suspects believed the 14-year-old was going around saying the son was scared in juvie. And in typical gang logic revenge, this son, then barely 17, allegedly knifed this kid who was hiding in fear at a Eureka apartment. Kid died hours later. Defense attorney is saying the son was only doing what his dad told him to do. Dad is a reported member of the Mexican Mafia prison gang. Jury trial coming up May 21st for all this. There's a chance the defense could ask for a delay. And more delays for a former business owner and substitute teacher accused of raping and sexually assaulting kids. First trial was a mistrial for 43-year-old Chad Smith, who used to own a local restaurant, which now has new ownership. According to the Time Standard, he'll be back in court next month for a status hearing. The scary-sounding home invasion down in Shelter Cove. Maybe you read about that. Sheriff's Office told Kim Kemp three people with guns made these people get on the ground. They locked them in a basement, stole cash, a bunch of cannabis, a gun, their phones. Eventually, they got out of the basement, called the cops from a neighbor's phone. Suspect descriptions at KimKemp.com. Again, that happened down in Shelter Cove. You know HSU has money problems. Money problems they share with the entire CSU system. It's like broke college students eating ramen at a broke college eating programs. They just announced $9 million of cuts over the next two years, saying they're putting students and classes first. One of the biggest things these cuts are impacting? The Third Street Art Gallery in Eureka. University said they'll work to give artists similar gallery experiences on campus and in other ways. Also, people were worried about the child care center over at HSU closing, but it looks like they're looking to maintain child care access for now. Got an off-the-grid outdoor cannabis grow? Well, the county maybe is going to be contracting with a company that takes high-resolution satellite images from space to bust people. It's the all-seeing eye in the sky getting that tax money. You know, crop circle contest, everyone. (laughs) The moon, the camera. Now, this would be an upgrade from Google Earth, which they already use. According to Loco, supervisors are going to delve into the idea at a later date. Well, next month, four kids from Humble are headed to state to compete in a highly competitive spelling bee. Hopefully these young witches and wizards don't forget their wands. Oh, not that kind of spelling. A professional runner says he did the Lost Coast Trail in record time, finishing in a little over 11 hours. Damn! 
Trail is 55 miles long, and hikers sometimes take a week to do the damn thing. He ran the remote coast. He's not afraid to boast. Sponsored by Red Bull. There's even a video. Think he could do that run while drinking Red Bull the whole time? All 55 miles? How about Red Bull and vodka? Now, his time was way faster than the previous record, but Loco pointed out he thinks a great runner could do it in over an hour and a half faster than even he did it with the right conditions. Maybe you saw this. A hoax originating from Eastern Europe caused local schools some alarm. I saw Kim Kemp reported part of it. It said, I got bullied at this school and you did nothing. Now you will understand the true mean of pain. I am coming into school with three bombs and a 22 handgun. If I see any staff or student, I will shoot them and kill them. When I run out of bullets, I will slit their throats and watch them bleed out on the floor. If I see any police at the school, I will blow up the bombs. Again, the online threat was determined to be a hoax, but still, Fortuna schools went on lockdown and the FBI is working on the case. Looks like similar hoax incidents happened across the country. Oh, and then there's this. We've been hearing these rumors about a certain fast food chain coming to Humboldt for a long time. In-N-Out Burger. People that love In-N-Out Burger really love In-N-Out Burger. You know what I'm talking about. And last week, I'd heard from a pretty good source that the chain and an architectural company are looking at a very particular location in Eureka. So I asked them, what's that all about? Uh, This is what the In-N-Out VP of Development, Carl Arena, told me, quote, We've looked at and evaluated a few different sites in Eureka and the surrounding area, and we are nowhere near ready to move forward with a particular location. We do believe that Eureka is a great area, and we do hope to be there in the future. But at this time, it's far too early to comment on a specific location or any kind of timeline. So yeah, he didn't want to make an incorrect guess about a potential location. It sounds to me like, you know, things go their way. in and out could be here in the near future. But again, nothing set in stone. Humboldt last week. My name is Miles, and I'm here with Arcata City Council member Paul Patino. Thanks for your time, Paul. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Of course. Well, after um, decades with the Arcata Police Department, Police Chief Tom Chapman resigned. That was in the news this week. Chapman started in Arcata back in 94 as an officer, then went on to be a sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and finally, since 2010, chief. And Paul, in this release, Arcata notes some of Chapman's administrative, technological, and social accomplishments. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add regarding some of the things that he achieved? You know, I can say this. He's a very personable policeman, chief of police, and the general public feel about him was he's a great guy, good cop, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, no significant issues with him, and... Um, You know, sorry to see him go, but uh, I wish him well because, you know, stuff gets old no matter what you're doing, so you got to move on. Right. Well, city manager Karen Deemer is saying that Chapman's resignation is not related to any one incident, uh, that is, including the one-year unsolved murder of HSU student David Josiah Lawson. How much would you say Chapman's resignation has to do with that case, though? Well, I, I guess I'll have to defer to what she said because, uh, act truthfully, he works for her, not directly for us. So she's his boss, and uh, she'd know best. 
Well, the North Coast Journal learned that retired FBI agent, you know, who was helping out on that Lawson case. Right. Tom Parker. Yeah, Tom Parker. He basically said he quit because, you know, Arcata wasn't doing what he wanted him to do. And, you know, one of the things that he wanted Arcata to do, reportedly, um, was that he recommended that Chapman be removed from his position. Why do you think he would want Chapman out as chief? You know, the truth is, I don't know, and uh, I haven't talked to Tom Parker directly um, since we had a little review with him some month or two ago. And, um, you know, it's a surprise to me. Yeah, you know, in a place like Arcata, where it's very rare that there's an unsolved murder, you know, sometimes a person of power just has to go. Could that be a part of this? Well, you know, I don't know how very rare we would say murders in Arcata are rare. And so um, unsolved murders, if you look at Humboldt County, is probably a little more accurate. Yeah, but in Arcata specifically, it's just unheard of. Yeah, murders to begin with are unheard of in Arcata. Well, not unheard of, but not too many, too often. So, yeah, you know, it's so... Right, so it's something unusual. And what does that mean? You know, to me, it's like, okay, it's unusual. And, you know, all I can say is I, I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish we had, like, some inside input. But, you know, I wasn't at the party. And uh, I, my suggestion is that uh, people are a little more neighbors, let's say, are a little more active in seeing what's happening in the neighborhood. If you have 100, 150 people at a party and it's next door to you, you know, you ought to look at the party and maybe get it shut down. You know, the first call was 3 a.m. If it was in my neighborhood and it was 3 a.m., they'd already been called on just because if we as a community put up with things that we shouldn't put up with, then stuff happens. Yeah, it's absolutely a learning experience and a very sad one. Yeah, yeah, um, truthfully. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'll defer back to that uh, release where it just kind of says that Chapman's resignation is a combination of personal reasons and professional judgment on what he believes is best for the department and himself. So. Tom Parker and Chapman, they announced that they were done at relatively the same time. Um, you know, now that Chapman did resign, uh, would you say Parker, this FBI fellow, is more likely to continue work on the case? Well, you know, he's an ex-FBI agent, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. So people confuse that it's FBI. It's not. He's mm-hmm. an ex-agent. And, um, you know, what he does with us or, you know, with the PD really is up to him. Um you know, if he wants to do something, he talks to the city manager and they can make some kind of deal and we can move on. But, you know, I'm unaware of anything at this point. Right. You know, he's a, a former FBI dude, as you say. He was actually notably the lead in the Rodney King case. Uh, and, uh, you know, it seems like he wants Arcata to do things his way or the highway, you know, and it seems like that's just not possible. Uh, Is it possible to simply just do things his way? You know, I I couldn't respond to that. 
Well, he said, uh, quote, the case is very solvable. Absolutely. It just takes getting out there and burning some shoe leather and doing some logical things, end quote. So um, that's a good piece in the North Coast Journal if people want to pick it up. One year has passed since HSU student David Josiah Lawson was murdered at this house party. He said there were hundreds of people there at this party. And as I mentioned, the case is still unsolved. A lot of tension out there. How is the city honoring Lawson at this one-year mark? You know, the city has been uh, doing a lot of special events, um, has had an open communication line to Charmaine, his mother, and other people involved in it. And, you know, at this point, I think the city's done what it can do, and it continues to be sympathetic and supportive. But uh, really, I think we should think about what would be expected of any city and uh, for me, I'm like, you know, I'm not seeing an avenue of what we as a city could do for Charmaine or for a solution of the problem, for solving the, the crime. I mean, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see anything specific that we could actually do beyond what we're already doing. There's a number of events happening throughout the city, you know, just uh, specifically honoring him, which is nice to see. I saw HSU is dedicating part of a memorial Redwood Grove to him this fall. That's nice. You know, so I just think it's definitely worth sending out love to, you know, Lawson's friends, family, and the community members that have been honoring him. Yeah, Yeah. the city has been uh, holding or allowing events to be held, supporting the events at our D Street Community Center for this whole year. So maybe a lot of people aren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not just a year out, but year long. Yeah, and, you know, trying to dovetail that into our racial equity training that all city employees and PD and counselors have been available to us and most of us have attended and been participated in. I just came back from USC and down in South Central at a uh, leadership training, and a big part of it was equity training, racial equity training, and uh, studying microaggression and implicit bias stuff. And when I sat in there, I thought, hey, I've had all this already at right in my little town. So I went to USC and got the same stuff that we already have here. So I think... Uh, As far as what we as a city can do, I think we have already, we started that before Josiah uh, incident even occurred. And I think that it's helpful. I think it's good for people to understand when you live in a predominantly white area, your tendency would be to look differently at other people that you don't normally see on your street. And the best way to do it is to be kind and friendly and available to everybody that comes in town and, uh, you know, look at yourself a little bit and understand people coming from another area, you know, they may not know that we actually stop at stop signs or we drive carefully in this town and that we are all pretty much reasonable people. So, um, We just have to act that way. Part of the training, from what I get, is to understand that people automatically don't understand exactly who or what you are until they've been here a bit. 
So being patient, kind, friendly, if you want to look at it that way, is uh, really important. It is. Well, I do want to kind of shift gears here a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about the uh, statue of murdered President William McKinley in the Plaza in Arcata. Uh, You and the city council voted to take it down because, you know, some feel it represents racial atrocities, especially McKinley's controversial policies impacting Native Americans. Uh, How do you feel about these folks gathering signatures to prevent Arcata from taking down the statue? Well, you know, that's that's their right to do that. And there's always going to be an opposing side to pretty much anything you do. Um, For me, um, I faced this issue 13 years ago on council and we didn't have a majority, so it didn't go then. If it had gone then, we wouldn't be talking about it, would we? So my idea is, look, if it's something that keeps coming up, Please solve it and move on. And so that's where I am. And uh, the people that want to keep it here, I guess they're not there. And, um, you know, if they really want to keep it here, then when the issue comes up again, if indeed it stays, maybe they can explain how that doesn't waste city time. Right. So after, you know, the L.A. Times pointed out this would be the first time a city takes down a statue of a U.S. president. As you very well know, Fox News got in on the action and host Tucker Carlson interviewed you. And it seems like he threw a little ad hominem at you. Did that kind of surprise you, take you off guard? What does that mean, ad hominem? That's Latin, man. It seems like, yeah, he was seems like he was kind of jabbing you a little bit personally rather than about the issue. I think that that's the standard way that some people, let's say, act as actors on uh, TV, radio, and that's their that's their job, man. You know, it's like selling the car. And I, you know, I, no matter what he says, I'm not buying it, you know. <laughs> and um, it's interesting how some of it was clipped out of the uh, replay. And I thought, wow, huh, you clipped out the political part out of the replay. <laughs> the replay. <laughs> I think some, that was uh, the, yeah, the first part of the interview. He, some very selective editing, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like ah, you don't want to talk about political parties or stuff that's real. You just want to like. So that's that's their choice, you know. They do what like you can with what we talk about. Sure. Well, I'm I'm going to air this 100. percent So I'm not going to. Oh, good. Anything. You kind of uh, charmed Carlson by saying no person should have a statue. Yeah, I believe that. I don't think, I think that any time you try to honor a human being, you are setting them above others. And, you know, I, I'm really a equality kind of person. I've been that way my whole life. Uh, actually, my mother said to me when I was a little kid, I said, well, these kids or whatever, I was having trouble. And she said, look, Nobody's better than you. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. But remember, you're no better than anybody else. And so, you know, I take my mom's words and I say, hey, you know, nobody gets a statue or anything special or whatever, and neither do I. (laughs) So that's where I come from. And so, you know, if you have that kind of attitude, you can't really support, you know, creating something special for somebody because, you know, it just doesn't make sense in my mind. 
Right. And there's other ways to honor people for their achievements. Yeah. Write a book, man. You know, geez, <laughs> write a book, get history, you know, um, it just works better. Well, specifically about McKinley, you know, Fox News did say he did some good stuff for civil rights that, you know, nobody's perfect. And then George W.'s boy, Carl Rove, maybe got in on the action a bit. Maybe you saw the Wall Street Journal piece saying that, you know, people have their history of McKinley all wrong. Um, did you get a chance to check out that Rove editorial? You know, I, I didn't look close at it, but I know this. I know that generally speaking, when people talk about McKinley, especially Rove or whoever else, tend to say all the good stuff and they forget the other stuff. Like, what about the Philippines, man? You know, he's commander-in-chief when some hundred thousand plus or hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many, uh, Filipinos were massacred in my lifestyle's way of killing your opposition. And, uh, you know, he was commander-in-chief when that happened. And I'm like, gosh, I can't hardly look Filipino people in the face and look at that statue at the same time and say, you know, this guy should be here. Hmm. If I was Filipino, I would say absolutely not. And in support of them, I say that. Well, like I mentioned, you know, you and the council voted to take the statue down four to one. And I saw, you know, the union reported that that one dissenter, Michael Winkler, may be joining the movement to prevent a takedown. So this is all politics here and we'll keep an eye on it. (laughs) (laughs) So Chapman, the Lawson case, the McKinley statue, all very much in the news right now. Paul, what are some top priorities for you as a city council member in Arcata right now? You mean besides dealing with this stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, including this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That this stuff is the business and my the things that I consider to be vision type things are getting a homeless village style self-governed campground in Arcata and throughout the county is a priority for me. And uh, the style that I like is what Eugene has, Opportunity Village Eugene. I went and looked at it. I thought this could work. Let's put it in here. And, you know, eventually people will say, gosh, we can't afford to build a bunch of buildings to put people in. Let's at least get them a safe place where they can be dry and connected and uh, an area that they consider their own so they can have some ownership, you know. I think that's really important. I think homeless is one of the primary issues. And, um, you know, as far as uh, other things in the city, I've been campaigning for a dog park in this town. We have like 26 plus uh, people parks and zero dog parks. So, uh, you know, almost, I try to say half the population, but a great portion of the population has a dog. And in Arcata, we have lots of apartments and lots of tenants and they have the dog in the apartment and they need a place to get out and socialize with their dog. The dogs need to learn to socialize and people do too. Dog park's a great place for that. I think that, you know, it's an amenity that people can say, oh yeah, you don't really need that until they look around and they say, wow, all our neighbors and other communities have them and we don't have one. And why is that? You know, it's having the political will to say, let's have something that's uh, an attraction premier quality dog park that's of a level that people that travel up and down the coast would say, hey, I want to stop there 
and therefore we get to pick up the tourism money from that. We don't even have to spend any money advertising it because it'll advertise itself. So, yeah, I guess a couple of top things for me are the dog park and the homeless village. Well, absolutely. So whether it comes to, you know, a dog park or a homeless village, uh, you know, dealing with this Lawson case and Chapman's resignation, the McKinley statue, the city of Arcata, of course, can follow what you do and they can get in touch with you by using the city of Arcata website. And hey, uh, Paul, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome, Miles. Thanks for calling me. Of course. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. I want to thank Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville. They're an episode partner. You can find them at bongoboystudio.com. Record that masterpiece. Hey, my name is Miles Cochran. I used to be a radio host here, but I took a job in public relations. Now I do Humboldt Last Week for fun because I love this place. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen and connect and also discover new music. Right now there, you can check out new songs from Thyla, Vant, and Marskins. Yeah, new stuff from Thyla, Vant, and Marskins. Right now, you can find the full songs and Spotify playlist at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on New Music. Hey, I'm around if you have thoughts, ideas, constructive feedback, stuff like that. Hope you have a good week. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.